We're not talking about the office of the evangelist. We're talking about evangelizing. The spirit of evangelism, okay? So tonight, or today, the Lord wants to release the spirit of evangelism. I'm going to teach on it. I'm going to lay hands. Uh, we may prophesy if Tori gets a word to prophesy. And after we release it, what I want you guys to do, we're going to go into an activity. So just prepare yourself. The activity is we're going to pray for one another. We're going to prophesy to one another. And we're going we're gonna to lay hands on each other and cause each other to be healed, okay? We're not going to teach for very long. The Lord wants you guys to demonstrate what you've learned or what you received, okay? So I'm, I'm, I'm coming against the spirit of shame right now. I speak it dead in Jesus' name, and I speak forth the life of Jesus Christ in the souls. I speak forth boldness in Jesus' name so no one have fear. Christ is in this place. Our daddy's in this place. And when you get a taste of God and you see that he is good, you never want to go back. Okay? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? God is good. I said, like, we got a lot of people tonight. What I want to do is um, get everybody to just introduce themselves and their name. Um, I want to introduce my brother, Christian. I'm so happy to have this dude here. Um, Christian didn't notice, but Carrie had another son. And he didn't know he had a big brother that was black. <laughs> so this is Christian. It's the kingdom of God. Okay. Let's go around the circle. Bringing the word of God and the knowledge of God out to the public. Are we talk passing about the mic? Said talk about God. Or friends. It doesn't have to be people you don't know. Yeah. They got a mic down there. Let them pass that mic down this way. Keep that mic on this side, Tori. Uh, to show God who. To show who God is? That's an excellent answer. That's awesome. To go out and like preach and heal people in the name of Jesus so that lots of people, more people can know who Jesus is and what, and what he died on the cross for our sins. That's right. It's excellent. Pass it down. What you got, Keyshawn? I love God. <laughs> That's evangelizing. He's evangelizing right there. What you got, Cole? go out um, like outside and say to like other people uh, you're supposed to love and praise your enemy yeah that's good that's awesome going hold on real quick wasn't it good to lift your hands to God Do doesn't it feel good when you lift your hands to God don't y'all feel free when you're able to lift up your hands to God all right Malachi what you got can't skip you can't skip uh, uh. Like, to speak to different people, like people you do know and you don't know, and tell them that, like, how much God loves them and how much they mean to him. That's it. That's good. 
Mackenzie. All right, all right, all right. You know, <laughs> we got a few couple folks in here. I'm going to tell you, these boys right here, one, two, and three, if you were new, they would have made you give a testimony. But since it's so, we're so busy tonight, I guess they're not going to put the pressure on you. All right. Everything you said is accurate. It's right. An evangelist is a person who's out and who's proclaiming the good news of God, the gospel of Christ. They are the, like the, I don't want to say the face, but they're the people out talking about and demonstrating who God is. That's what an evangelist is. But evangelism is we're all evangelists on the inside. We're telling what God has done in our life. We're testifying and we're drawing people to the knowledge of the truth, which is Jesus Christ. He says, yeah, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Who has their Bible? All right, I want everybody to open up to 2 Timothy 4.4. 4. Timothy 4 4. And who wants to read that for me? All right, let's let, let everybody get there and you can read it, RJ. Somebody get him the mic. Malachi, pass him the mic. Nope, sorry. I don't think it's 2 Timothy 4 4, actually. 2 Timothy 4 5. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship. Do the work of the of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Okay, uh, what? Let's hear it in another version. Who wants to read it in another version? Second Timothy four five. I think R J has the is it New Living Translation, New International. So that's um, N I V. Okay, somebody pass the mic down that way. Thank you, Josh. Second Timothy 4.5, it says, As for you, be calm and cool and steady. Accept and suffer unflinchingly every hardship. Do the work of an evangelist to fully perform all the duties of your ministry. All right, I'm going to read it too, and then I'm going to elaborate just a little bit. But you be watchful in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. All right? When we come into the body of Christ, when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have now come into a place where we're going to encounter affliction of the world, from the world. We're going to be persecuted. We're going to be uh, pinpointed for destruction. But the good news is that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So in this, in this scripture, it's saying, although, be watchful and mindful because you're going to encounter these things. How many people have encountered some hardships in life? Some hard things. But when you have God, God is willing to help you overcome all that. He's actually overcome all, and through him, we're our overcomers. So if you're watchful and mindful, you can see things coming and know what the purpose is. The purpose of something coming at you by the enemy is to destroy what God is doing. But your purpose of it coming towards you is so that you can perform and you can do the works of God. And so people can see his, his glory and his life in your life. So you can proclaim and declare his name. That's why those things come. And it says, fulfill your ministry. Everybody in here has a ministry with God. It may not be the same thing as, as, as my ministry, 
as Sam's ministry, as Christian's ministry. But when you come into God, you have, when you come into Jesus Christ, you have a ministry to fulfill. And one of those first ministries is the ministry of evangelism, where you declare God's works. Okay? So I have, uh, here, here's some things that evangelists or work, the work, evangelism does. It is a fearlessness to acknowledge and to confess Christ and Christ crucified openly. How many times have y'all been in a situation and somebody is complaining or somebody's talking about why they don't like this or all the different hardships that's going on in their life and you, don't, and you hear God say, tell them about me. Or Jesus say, tell them about who I am. But you're kind of ashamed. You're kind of shy. You don't want to offend them. How many of us have encountered that? Where you know you're supposed to openly and boldly confess about Christ, what he's done in your life, and about him being crucified for your sake. Have we all experienced that? I have. I have. And it's a hard feeling because afterwards you say, man, I wish I would have I told him about Jesus. Because when you confess Christ openly, this is what the word says. He said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before the angels of heaven. And in another version it says, or in another scripture it says, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my father. Okay? So think about that. I don't know if y'all know if y'all have ever seen an angel, but they're very giant and they're mighty. They, they're, they're, you receive two angels when you receive Christ in your heart. When you confess him and you, you receive him by faith. These are the two angels you get. You get an angel for protection to protect you. That constantly protects you. And then you get an angel to minister to you. Okay, so when you're going through a hard time, the angel is feeding you good thoughts. Okay, so if I confess God before angels, before the men of this world or before men, I'm getting acknowledgement of Jesus to tell my angels to do what they're sent to do. I'm giving them full reign in my life. And then if I'm acknowledging Christ before men and my father sees it, oh, my father is going to hear about it. And then think about what God does. God the Father. What God the Father does, he has every good and perfect gift. How many of you have desires? Who has, who, how many people have things that they want in life? Y'all get engaged. Raise your hand. It's nothing to be ashamed of. We all have something. If there wasn't something that we wanted, I'm going to tell you this. We'll probably be back in heaven right now because we have fulfilled our call. So if I'm acknowledging God, or excuse me, if I'm acknowledging Jesus before men, Jesus is acknowledging us before the Father. And God is willing to bless us because of that, giving us all our desires. All right. So we have to be fearless. This is what the works of an evangelist is or evangelism. The fearlessness to acknowledge and confess Christ and him crucified openly. All right? Another thing is to the openness of belief in God Jesus and the Holy Spirit without hesitation. It kind of goes with the same thing, but it's one of those things where you can just say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Even if you're not, if you're by yourself or if you're in a crowd of people, if God is doing something good, you can say praise God. That is such an open door. I have a quick testimony. We and Tori was in Miami last week. We went to a store, Coles, and we're looking for a speaker. And we're talking to this man, and Tori's engaging with him. I'm looking for a speaker. And he starts telling Tori, oh, no, this is what happened. We're leaving. 
And I say, God bless you to this man. And that just opened up a whole door for God to come in. The man said, yes, I love it when people say God bless you because God does want to bless us. Okay, long story short, this is how God can enter in if you're, if you're willing to, to have an openness about your belief in God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, without hesitation. He started confessing us about his life, how he's been, uh, what's it called, when separated from his son. His, his son is like a stranger. His son doesn't have nothing to do with him. He's been divorced for almost, you know, 20 years. And he said he's given up on all human relationship. And the word says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. And then it says to love people or to love uh, others as you love yourself. So we knew at that time that we were to pray for him, for reconciliation to man. So we're in the middle of coals because one of us was bold enough to say, God bless you in public. We're able to minister to a man and bring forth and call forth reconciliation in his family. Don't y'all want to do that? We all do. I'm telling you, it's one of the greatest feelings you ever feel. Having somebody come to the knowledge of Christ, the spirit of truth, and the truth of the spirit. All right. So it's a, it's, it is a openness of belief. It's like saying hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I bless you. All these different words you can say. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Without fear, without hesitation. Just doing it because it's become something in you. All right. Another one is the ability to draw and manipulate people towards Jesus through the spirit of God. This is how you do that. This is how you do that. I want y'all to, to listen to me. You have to spend time with God through worship, prayer, and meditation on the word. God will use his words to draw people to himself. God will never use our own words, our own fallacies, our own thoughts to draw people to his son. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because we grow up in a, a theory. We, we grow up in a, in, a, in a belief. And in that belief, we've created these thoughts. We created these ideals, and those ideals have become our truth. So when we're talking to somebody and they're having a hard time, we want to give them our advice and not necessarily the word of the Lord. So in this, it says, the ability to draw and manipulate people towards Jesus through the spirit of God. Okay, the spirit is the truth. So you have to be in the word, which is the truth. You have to be worshiping in spirit, and you have to pray. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? I hope y'all still not nervous. I'm going to go through this. And what is being spoken is going to be imparted over you. All these things that I'm, that I'm teaching on, I've already experienced. Okay? So y'all get ready. It's going, it's going to be good. You will be blessed. Okay? The ability to draw and manipulate people towards Jesus through the Spirit of God. So you have to spend time with God. You have to spend time with God. And as you start doing this and as you, if, as you practice this, God will start giving you revelation on who he is in, while you're doing it. You'll start saying things you've never heard before, and it will be backed up by the word of God. All right. Um, another thing is to lead people to repentance. All of us have, have experienced God's grace, meaning God has got us, kept us out of some trouble. Who, who has done something wrong and haven't had to be punished by it or for it? Right? 
And when you experience that, it's like, oh, I'm happy that I didn't get caught or I'm happy that, you know, I was covered. But it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. Okay? So it's the ability to lead people through repentance, through the goodness of God, not through condemnation, not through ridicule, not by telling people they are wrong, but through God's love. Okay? We do that through his words and through his actions. All right? And that leads me to my next point. It is the display of the divine and supernatural power of God. This is evangelism. This is what you're about to start walking into. Healing. The display of the supernatural and divine power of God. Works of healing. You'll pray for people that get healed. Words of knowledge. You'll be like God was giving me words of knowledge when I was praying in tongues. I could, I could look at you and God would speak something just like that, and I knew what he wanted, wanted you to hear, okay? Not necessarily what you wanted to hear, but what you needed to hear. Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom is like a divine perception of where a person should go. It's like it's almost real close to uh, prophecy. It's direction. You may be, somebody may be struggling in something in their life, maybe addiction, maybe you know, struggling in school, and through a word of wisdom, God will tell you what to say to them to help them break free of that. Or to help them get an understanding of why they're going through something. Prophecy. Who wants to prophesy? I want to prophesy. I want to, pro- I want to be able to tell people what God is saying. That's prophecy. The word of God is prophecy. Okay? Miracles. The working of miracles. This is it. Um, the blind see, coming out of wheelchairs, the lame walk, um, the deaf hearing, the mute speaking. Those things. I'm also like saying the, the perceiving of thoughts. In the Bible, it talks about Jesus perceived the thoughts of the people that were around him. That was something that Jesus did. You can perceive a person's thoughts when you have the spirit of God inside of you. Okay? And then the ability to cast out demons. Tori got a word. I don't know who she was talking to, but maybe she was listening to a teaching that says, when you start casting out demons... You're on, a, you're, on a, you're on a really good list, and God is going to back up. When you start casting demons out of people, God has, you, has your back. I'm going to say it just like that. You start casting demons out of people, God is backing up all your works. He is pushing you forward because you're really performing his, his kingdom. That's what Jesus did. He casted out demons. You do any of this stuff, he's going to back you up. You guys understand what I'm saying? Okay. So do we have any questions about that? I'm going to go over it again because this is what you're about to receive. A fearlessness to acknowledge and confess Christ and him crucified openly. A display of the divine and supernatural power of God. Healing, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, prophecy, miracles, and the ability to cast out demons. An openness of belief in God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit without hesitation or fear. And the ability to draw and manipulate people to Jesus through the Spirit of God and the ability to lead people to repentance, okay? So how is evangelism activated? Does anybody know? Yes, yeah, get the mic, yeah. Uh, uh, speaking to God. Say it again. Speaking to God. Speaking to God, that's good. We got any more? The, the way it is activated is through the spoken word, revealed word of God, and the laying on of hands, okay? 
So the spoken word, which I, somebody can speak to you and say, I activate evangelism in you. The spirit of evangelism. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. The revealed word. The revealed word is like a, a word of knowledge, prophecy, or when you read your Bible and the words come up off the page and you say, this is just for me. This is how it's activated or the laying on of hands. Okay, we're going to lay hands tonight. All right? And you're going to receive that. You have to receive it by faith. You have to receive that. You're receiving an impartation by faith. All right. How was evangelism used? I'm almost done. This is good. The Lord was just teaching me about it. Does anybody know? Where my, my school vets at? Where my Omega Youth vets at? How was evangelism used? It's used to bring more people to the Lord and get the word of God out into the Excellent. That's a perfect answer. Any, anybody else? Let's go. What you got? To like heal people. Okay. Pass it to us, bro. Showing people that like you love God and you want them to love God too. Okay. That's an excellent answer. All right. Evangelism is used through the word of God. Okay. And what I mean by that is what I was talking about earlier. God is going to use his words to evangelize. It is his words that he's going to use. They're not our own words. It's through the revealed knowledge of the world through God's eyes. Listen to me on this. When you're talking to somebody and you have the spirit of God in you and you've been meditating on God's word, evangelism is to see their situation in the world and to apply God's words God's knowledge, God's wisdom to it. Okay? So somebody could be talking to me about wanting to get a divorce. Okay? And God has given me divine perception of how to speak to that situation. That is how evangelism is used. So it's a worldly situation that is being tackled by the words of God, the revealed knowledge of God. Okay? And it is to get, it is to get God's spirit, God's Everything about God into the atmosphere. Everything about God into a person. Okay? It's also to reach deep inside in the dark places of a person's soul. A lot of us are young in here. But there are some things. Everybody has something that they don't want someone to know. Everybody has something that they're, everyone may have had something. I'm not saying you guys have this but that you're ashamed of, something that you do not want somebody to know. It could be a thought. It could be something that you've done. Evangelism is used to bring light into that darkness. So evangelism is to reach deep down in dark places and bring the, the, the light of God into it and pull out the darkness or dissipate the darkness. Is everybody following me? Okay. So it's to reach deep inside the dark places of a person's soul and release light into that area and to pull the person out of that darkness. Everybody following me? That's my, that's my uh, wingman right there. <laughs> what happens after evangelism is activated? Yeah, come on. They start to believe in God and like start going to church and read the Bible and pray for people. That's it. What else we got? Pastor Mike RJ and my friend over here. Um, people um, are revealed. 
are revealed to the Holy Spirit, and they get to um go- know God and like walk with Him side by side more. Okay, that's good. They go to church and read the Bible, tell other people about God. And that's it. Them. That's good. What you got, brother? Uh, they start going to the, um, to God and start telling. I'm um, church. They start going to church and they start telling people about how he's had um, miracles, you know, for them or their past, what has happened. Yeah. How he's brought light into their face. Testimony of fearlessness to talk about God. Yes. Anybody on this side? What happens after evangelism is activated in a person? If you don't got something, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. This is what happens. Oh, yeah, Cohen, let's go. What you got? Um, they start prophesying the word. That's it, man. That's good. What you got, Keyshawn? I love God. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on. Listen. God loves all people in the world. That's right. God does love all the people. That's why he sent Jesus. (laughs) All right. This is what happens. Pay attention. There's a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. There's a hunger and thirst inside of you to not only do the right thing, but be right. Not because of reward, but because that's what God has called you to. There's a wantingness and a willingness to follow Christ, a desire to pray for the sick, heal the sick, or heal the afflicted, perform signs, wonders, and miracles, and to prophesy. And you start to experience a love and blessings from God that you've never experienced before. It's called getting on God's reward system. God's reward system. Okay? So this is what happens after we all get activated today. You're going to have a hunger and thirst for righteousness. The word says, for those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. There's going to be a wantingness and a willingness to follow Christ. Okay? You're going to want to, and you're going to be willing to. There's a difference between wantingness and a willingness. Okay? Wantingness is something that you desire. A willingness is something like I will do. You can want something and not do it. Right? The desire to pray for the sick, heal the afflicted, perform signs, wonders, and miracles, and to prophesy. You're going to do this. You're going to desire it more. Every time you see some, Mimi's already going through it. She can't go to Walmart without wanting to pray for somebody. Tori's the exact same way. She can't even be at work without praying for somebody. The spirit of evangelism is already on them. And you're going to experience the love from God and the blessings of God that you have never experienced before. Okay, because you're going to get on God's reward system. Now, doesn't that give you, you know, some excitement about it? Because who wants to receive the fullness of God? Everything that God has for him. Just Cohen. My man right here, that's, and Josh, just a few of us. Okay. All right, so I'm going to talk about this as activation. Yes, absolutely, please. And if anybody has anything, questions. Yeah. <clears throat> what I keep getting in my head repeatedly as I'm sitting here is passion. It's like not, I feel that there's a lack of passion for the living God. Um, 
And you won't do what you're called to do if you don't have a passion for him, period. You know, I see people that are in wheelchairs and I, compassion starts to run through me, but that's because I have a passion for him. And I know who he is and what he stands for and he doesn't want us to be sick. He doesn't want us to be in lack. That's not who he is. And so when I see people that aren't experiencing his fullness, you know, that passion runs in me and through me. And so I, keep, I just keep hearing him, keep, keep sitting here hearing passion. Passion, I believe that's what he wants to impart in you. Yes. A passion for him. Because when you have a passion for him, all those other things will just start to manifest themselves. You won't be able to sit there and see somebody because the Lord, I mean, that passion will just start burning in you and through you, and you'll just open up in conversation. When I'm at work, if the Lord is drawing me to a person, all I do is start talking to him. Hey, what's your name? You know, and I just start a conversation, and then he leaves it. He does it. I don't do it. I'm just there saying, okay, Lord, I will let you use me. I'm not my own. And each and every one of you are at an age where you can do the works of the Lord. Nobody's too young. Keyshawn Knight. Nobody's too young in here. Not even Keyshawn. Anybody can pray for everybody because you all are children of the Most High God. So you have to go before him and say, Father, I need your passion. I want you to give me that passion because he's the one that can do it. You're going to be so passionate that you, you're wanting to go to, to church. You're wanting to see what he has before you. You're not going to sleep in church. You're not putting your head down because you have a passion for him. And you know that when we speak, we're not speaking our own words, but we're speaking what we're hearing from the Father. And so you guys have to know that. We can't do that for you. You have to go before him yourself and ask for those things. You, I mean, that's just straight up. I can't make you have passion for him. I can't make you want to pray for people. You have to say, okay, I am lacking something, and I know I'm lacking you, so I want more of you. So you have to open your mouth and ask him those things, because sitting here, that's what he kept telling me, passion, passion. And I can see it. When you have passion for something or someone, you can see it. It is on you, like sports. All of you guys are probably in sports. You have a passion to run down that field, pass that ball, yell and scream out, no, grab this, do this, whatever. That is passion. That is hunger to win the game. You guys have to have a passion for him. Y'all have to. Or you, I'm, you'll be in the same cycle every single year, every single time you come here, sitting down, not wanting to worship, not wanting to you know, step out and move when he tells you to move. So ask him for that passion. And I'm, I'm believing you guys are going to receive that tonight because he's not holding back nothing. He'll give you something to say. It could be one word. It could be one vision. When we went to this conference, we didn't. We activated. We so what Chris is saying. We're about to activate. So he just taught you what evangelism is, so you can have an understanding about what you're about to do. But now we're going to demonstrate it. So say for instance, I'm praying for Sam, and I'm just seeking the Lord. I'm not really. I'm not worried about Sam. I'm seeking Jesus Himself. So when you go before that person, you're not looking at them trying to find out what's wrong or what they need to hear, you're going to Jesus. And you're saying, Lord, I need you to you know, tell me what you want me to say to her. So there was a lady at this conference that we went to that I don't know. There was people from all over the world. I don't know anything about these people. And the Lord started showing me pictures. He showed me a picture of a house and it had red carpet 
and had these amazing chandeliers that were like pearl-like, elegant. He showed me two little girls, and he told me to tell her to just continue to encourage them. Well, after it was all said and done, she said they, they live in Honduras, and they have an orphanage. And she said they just took two little girls on that are the same exact age. I, to, I told her they were t anywhere from 10 to 13. And she said those girls are that age. And so that was amazing because it wasn't me. It literally was what the Lord showed me. She said their house has red carpet. That in the back, well, they have a house in the back of their house. And that they um, have for um, their parents when they come visit. That was not me. I was just telling her exactly what I saw, and I wasn't afraid to do it. So you guys have to step out of yourself and say, Lord, I need you to take over my body and do this for me because I can't do it. You guys aren't going to go wrong. We are family here. And if you don't do it here, you more than likely you won't do it out there. I'm going to just keep it real. You just won't. So this is just something to demonstrate so you can get out of your flesh. You will That's get right. out of your flesh. You're stepping out of your flesh. So you can step into the spirit because we're not in a place anymore where we can keep sowing into the flesh. We have to sow into the spirit. We have to sow into him. And I can feel it. Like I feel, I can feel him. So he will show up, but you guys got to be willing. You have, you got to be willing and you have to have that passion. All right. Listen to this. Because we're about to pray. These are three ways you hear from God. Three ways to hear from God. Three ways to hear the voice of God. Through hearing, feeling, it's an impression, and through seeing. And it's not what you see with your natural eyes. It's what God is showing you when you're focused on him. Okay? So hearing, God will speak in a small whisper whatever he wants to tell you. You'll you feel an impression. It'll be in your, like in your stomach, and it won't leave you until you do it. Okay, it's going to feel like a nervousness, but it won't leave until you do what God asked you to do. And seeing God will show you something, like you have your eyes closed and you see it. It's like it's a thought that runs quick, and then it won't leave you. The thought won't leave you until you do what God or say what God asked you to say. Okay, so this is what I'm praying for. I'm going to pray that you guys get baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. All right. I want to release.